who are, and basically Google starts to form this like profile, if you will. And it tells, I mean, it's, it's a robot, so to speak, but it's really smart. And so it figures out, you know, that totally Callie G is connected to totally booked on Twitter, who's connected to totally booked.nyc, which is connected to my LinkedIn, which is then connected in all the other places. Um, and so, yeah, so just because you have a website doesn't mean they're going to find you. The other part of that is if you're not constantly updating that website, yeah. and I'm not saying every day, but fairly regularly, Google thinks that you are just not interested, so to speak. So they yep, start yep. to ignore you in those searches because they feel like it's inactive. Welcome to AFO Wealth Management Forward, a podcast about finance, accounting, technology, and entrepreneurship. We apply our decades worth of experience and insight into what makes businesses work so we can help others grow both personally and professionally. In this ever-evolving marketplace, we help accounting firms and financial advisors grow their practice through the adoption of holistic wealth management services. Learn from industry leaders and subject matter experts to unlock the secrets of their success. A podcast that shows people and companies the transformative power of technology so they don't fear it, but instead harness it. Don't fight the robots, team up with them. And here are your hosts, Rory Henry, Director of Business Development, and CEO Rob Santos of Arrowroot Family Office. Hi, everyone. Today, we are joined by one of the accounting profession's leading voices. She is the founder of Totally Booked, which assists small businesses in becoming more profitable. She is also the co-founder of Totally SEO, which helps accounting professionals gain more visibility. She's a member of the Intuit Trainer and Writer Network and has been recognized as an insightful accountant top 10 pro advisor. We are incredibly, incredibly lucky to have her on with us today. So without further ado, let me introduce our guest, Kelly Gonzalez. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I always get so awkward when people do those intros. I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I did all, I did all those things. Like, yeah, I did all those things. Um, so well, awesome. Yeah. Well, let's talk about all those things. We always start off the show here, Kelly. Uh, can you give our audience a little bit of background about your origin story, your entrepreneurial story, you know, how you came to this point in time with Totally Booked and Totally SEO and all the things you're yeah. doing? All right. Yeah. Um, so I started Totally Booked. Uh, it's going to be seven years this year. Um, so I started seven years ago. Uh, I always tell the story and it makes people laugh a little bit, but I was in a job that I absolutely hated is the best way to put it. Um, I was working for a startup and the founder and I were just not clicking at all. Uh, and so it was a matter of who was going to say uncle first. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he fired me because I wasn't willing to quit without having something else lined up. And it was, I, I still say one of the best days of my life. Oh. Um, I walked outside you know, and I was like ready. I was like, oh, yeah. I called him after. I said, do you need anything else for me? He's like, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that it? He was um, yeah, that's, I was like, okay, great. Well, you know, have a good day. He was right. like, but I was nuts. I was like, all right, well, so I walked outside, I called my aunt and, um, Debbie Maraglia is my aunt. She's been a mm-hmm. uh, advisor for, I'm going to say 35 years now. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, I'm teaching a class on QuickBooks next week. I think it's something that you'll do really well with, uh, be there. I said, okay. Okay. Uh, so I, <laughs> I went to the class and I wound up getting certified in QuickBooks desktop. And then I went on to do the dance and she thankfully started me off with a couple of clients that were looking for bookkeeping work. And through that, I you know grew my ProAdvisor profile and some other stuff that would just kind of get me some leads and referrals. And I kind of 
just took it from there, grew it, and thankfully we're still going almost seven years later. Um, and yeah, I guess so that's how I started, I guess, my first company. <laughs> ah, all right. And, and then, then come- I'm like, company, and then that company, turned company into other two. things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I guess after that, I thankfully had made some contacts in the industry and I started working with other accountants and some really smart people. Thankfully, just through you know networking and speaking and training and all those things. Uh, and the next one up, which I did not list for you in my bio, is <laughs> Ideation Think Forward. Uh, uh-huh. It's a nonprofit that I'm forming with uh, Jacob Shorter, who's a CPA based in Ohio. Um, and after that came Totally SEO, which you mm-hmm. did, uh, which is what I call beginner SEO for accountants and bookkeepers and accounting app. Uh, we kind of get them started on optimizing their website, uh, get them into the process of regularly updating their website, creating content, posting it for them, that kind of thing. Um, and then last but not least, we have Leading Lady Machine Works, which is my <laughs> um, company with Kristen Nisteraldo, who's also a bookkeeper. And we do um, custom swag and merchandise for accountants, accounting firms, uh, accounting apps. And we have ah. a that I will send you the link for. Yes. So, yeah. And that's, I think, where it ends. So, we're done. <laughs> all the things. <laughs> Until the next one, then we're going to have. <laughs> I don't know. If I start another one, somebody might actually um, take me out. So I feel like I have to come down for a while. Like, just stay, stay where I'm at for a little while. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, kind of diving into, you know, maybe totally booked here, uh, Kelly. I know e-commerce is booming. Uh, it's an exploding business. Can you kind of talk about that sector and some maybe some ways that accounting firms out there can start to, to grow their business by adopting this uh, this service. Yeah, so um, I I actually just did I think a podcast on this. I kind of avoided e-commerce when it first came out. Yeah. Um, yes, I just did a webinar with Bookkeep, and I kind of explained that as much as I kept trying to like, no, no, we don't, no, we're not interested. No, I don't want to learn something new. Mm-hmm. Um, I ultimately embraced it, <laughs> and now it's one of our uh, lead. Uh, industries that we work with. Um, I was, my fear was more learning the different rules, sales tax, all the different um, ways that you can essentially make money, you know, selling (laughs) e-commerce, whether that's online um, payments or an online store, something like eBay or Amazon or your own website. Um, But what I started to see, especially, I mean, pre-pandemic, but then especially during quarantine and everything else, everyone went online. And so there were more and more and more businesses popping up. There's more and more, um, you know, people training on how to sell on Amazon, how to be successful on eBay. Um, And what I think the people in those industries don't realize is that, you know, it's a real business. Yes, you're selling on eBay. Yes, you're selling on Amazon. They don't always look at it, you know, if they find this weird item or they sell this book, they don't always look at it as um, an actual business per se, but it is a business. And so you Mm -hmm. still have to, keep track of your financials, you know, know what you're spending, what's coming in, where it's coming from, all the different ways it's coming in, um, and do a tax return. So, so we, you know, we started working with different apps so that we could get all of that information in. Um, We specialize in QuickBooks Online, so we would like to make sure that everything's coming in there. Um, And then, you know, able to kind of spit out those financials that they need. Um, uh, making a little bit of shift here, let's go into marketing because that's really what I want to talk to you about. 
you are a, a marketing guru, I would say, uh, <laughs> Kelly. Um, you know, let's. We talked offline here about you know how you came onto Twitter. Um, you know, we talked about LinkedIn, and then you know you have your totally SEO company. Can let's dive in here and, and talk about you know marketing. Um, you know how you developed your brands. Let's talk about that, and then maybe helping uh, accounts out there how they can improve their online presence via SEO and Twitter and LinkedIn, etc. Yeah. So when I first started, um, I knew that my last name was difficult uh, <laughs> to remember, pronounce, right? A lot of people misspell it. So my last name is Kelly Gonzalez, but a lot of times people say Gonzalez and if they yeah. try and spell it out or Google, it's not a thing. Um, and so I made the decision early on to give myself a company name that was going to kind of stand out a little bit. Um, and that helped me then to build some branding around it and, you know, and use my favorite colors and all that. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> I will so say, those are your favorite colors. Yes, yes. The that light green and gray. The light green. <laughs> I tried to get a printer that matched. Yeah, it's a whole yeah. thing. It's in my logo. Um, but yeah, so I was I was determined to have a company that was independent of my name, but I did also want to go into public speaking and training. Um, and so I knew that I had to be, I guess, recognizable, if you will. So that was probably the beginning of what I decided I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um and then I had to figure out how to get there. <laughs> so uh, signing up for all the social medias. And that's usually what I tell everyone from day one is like, when you decide what your, if it's your name, if it's your company name, whatever it's going to be, make sure you grab all the handles for those things. Yeah. Um, you know, Twitter was where I started. LinkedIn. Uh, I think my LinkedIn is like linkedin.com forward slash bookkeeping Kelly. Like I was mm -hmm. like, all right, let's, you know, <laughs> let's make this easy to it's remember. Simple, kind yeah. of thing. Um, and so, yeah. So. I decided that I wanted to be able to get myself out there, but I didn't have a lot of money to do so. Yeah. Uh, and I happened upon a client that was a digital marketing company and they were all about, Hey, if you can help us, we'll help you. Yeah. Um, and their help was by way of advice, you know, check yeah. out this website, try this thing, do this thing, sign up for the service, that kind of thing. Um, and really what it led me to was SEO. And so I learned how to do SEO for my company, for myself, um, which then led to, you know, more opportunities. I got to work with other accountants and bookkeepers and CPAs. And then I was able to start working with Intuit and Insightful Accountant, um, yeah. basically getting myself out there and getting my company out there. Uh, but the most consistent has been the SEO on my website because that's what brings in the leads. So like, it's really nice to do all the speaking and stuff, but yeah. ultimately having my company get the leads is what really works for me. <laughs> yeah. And I know I saw in one of your decks, you said, just because you have a website, does it mean the search engine can find you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, totally not what I thought, right? Like, so in the very beginning, I was like, oh, I'm just going to set up a yeah. website. And I had, God knows what I did. It was they'll find a me. Bunch of weird colors. And yeah, they'll find me. It'll yeah, be great. Somebody's social searches totally all come up. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? But <laughs> then I realized that it's like, <laughs> You have to grab your Google My yeah. Business profile and you have to tie your Twitter back to your website and you have to connect your LinkedIn so they know where you are and who mm -hmm. you are. And basically Google starts to form this like profile, yeah. if you will. And it tells, I mean, it's it's a robot, so to speak, but it's really smart. And so it figures out, you know, that totally Cali G is connected to totally booked on Twitter, who's connected to totally booked.nyc, which is connected to my LinkedIn, which is then connected in all the other places. Um, and so, yeah, so just because you have a website doesn't mean they're going to find you. 
The other part of that is if you're not constantly updating that website, yeah. and I'm not saying every day, but fairly regularly, Google thinks that you are just not interested, so to speak. So they yep, start yep. to ignore you in those searches because they feel like it's inactive. Yeah. Can you talk about maybe picking those keywords, Kelly, if you're a business owner, you know, yeah. the importance of picking keywords, maybe a quick explanation on, on, on that and how to do so? Yeah. So keywords are words um, in the most simplest form, words that you're going to basically scatter throughout your website, so to speak, um, in your written content that um, you want to be consistent about. And they're the way the words that people are going to use to find you. So I always say to people, they have to think like the person that would be looking for them. Yeah. Don't think like the accountant that's, you know, credits, debits, let's use all the technical, right. you know, journal entries, et cetera. Um, using keywords where a small business owner would be looking something up. Why do I need a bookkeeper? What is a bookkeeper versus an accountant? What is a bookkeeper versus a CPA? Simple things that they would be looking up. Checklists, you know, what do I need? Yeah to file my taxes or what do I need to get started on QuickBooks? Stuff like that um, are the most successful blogs that we have because it's speaking essentially in the terms that they would be using to find me. And yeah. so, or find us, I should say. Um, yeah. And so you want to make them searchable friendly, if you will. Yeah. We just partnered with uh, an accountant, uh, David Spencer. He's the blockchain accountant. He trademarked the name, the blockchain accountant. There you go. <laughs> so he's a partner of ours. That's so, so cool. Yeah. So maybe like in that frame, uh, looking because blockchain is new, cryptocurrency is new, you know, what are maybe some keywords you think that he could put out there to attract more business? I know I, I'm putting you on the spot, Kelly. <laughs> I feel like he could start with how do I do accounting for blockchain? Uh, blockchain. Just very simple, you know, or is there accounting uh, for blockchain? Just explaining what that even means. Right. Um, I know, I mean, I haven't worked with blockchain. I did work with an app company that was trying to understand QuickBooks better. So I got a little taste of it. Um, but I would say you're gonna you're gonna want to make it so that people are looking up the things that they're most confused about, just in the simplest terms. Yeah. So, yeah. like I said, like it's why do I need this? How you know how can I do this thing? What's the check? If he has a checklist or a top three, those always do really well. Um, you know, top five reasons you need an accountant to handle your blockchain accounting or something, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I, I always think like how. I always think of like, how would it be questioning? Like, how would someone phrase a question on Reddit, right? And then mm -hmm. how, how do I answer that question? Like, that's what oh, always yeah. goes through my head, right? <laughs> yeah, that's actually a really good way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, if you, I'm, none of my clients are going on and saying, you know, how do I debit this and credit that or journal entry this thing? That's not something they're looking at. They might want to know what a journal entry is, but they're not really trying to do it themselves or really, you know, go back and kind of hack their books, so to speak, right? They're yeah, looking yeah. for someone that can do it for them. Right. And I, I, yeah. And I, I've listened to Gary V who's talk about the future really is the brand, you know, and eventually Alexa and Siri, people are just going to ask, you know, a bookkeeping service and making sure, and they're going to, and then Alexia Siri is going to look it up and they're going to look at the top bookkeeping services and they'll go to the biggest brand or the most reputable brand. Can you kind of talk well, about Good. Yeah, I was going to say, the other part of that, though, is location. It's proximity. Yeah. So mm -hmm. Google is really big on the near me. If you if you start typing in dry cleaner, it fills in the near me part, right? You start yeah. typing in bookkeeping, near me, near me. it's going to yes. be there. Their whole thing is proximity to where you are, which makes sense because if I'm looking up, um, you know, best ice cream shop, I want it right. to be near me. 
I don't want it to tell me that somewhere in California, there's this really great ice cream shop because they right. can't go there. Um, and so even though we're online, it's still going to push to the near me part the and it knows what's near you. <laughs> right. All right. Makes total sense. Makes total sense. Um, I got a question here. We have a blog. You know, what is the uh, you know importance of a blog, and how many times should you update your blog? You know, going back to the keywords, are you are you needing to put keywords into those blogs? Let's kind of go into the yeah. importance of blogs here, Kelly. So, keywords and blogs. Blogs are, I would say, the meat and potatoes, so to speak, of <laughs> SEO. Right? Like, I'm, totally, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, like totally important, guys. Yeah. Um, so, we optimize the website by way of let's say some of the meta tags and, and photos and stuff like that. But really what we're doing every week is we're posting a blog for our clients. Mm -hmm. And so we want that blog to be rich in, you know, those SEO keywords, but not be um, like advertising forward or anything along those lines. We do want it to be something more like an explainer or a how-to or those checklists. Uh, but we're sprinkling in those keywords that we want to perform really well. Yeah. The other time, the other side of that is we end every blog the same, you know, like QuickBooks expert in, based in New York City, contact us for, you know, a quote or something along those lines. Um, always have a call to action. Call to action. Every, yep, a call to action at the end of every blog. Uh, but really, I mean, it does a couple of things when we're posting those blogs, right? So we're updating the website every week, sometimes twice a week, depending on what package the client is interested in. Um, and then that call to action, usually if they read this article on why they need a bookkeeper and they were confused before and now they're not, they're just gonna click in and yeah. get, for me, it's schedule an appointment, right? So on my website, that call to action brings them right to my calendar. So there's no like, oh, I wanted to reach out and now we're doing this thing, we're going back and forth. Nope, <laughs> right on my calendar. Yep, no problem, I'm gonna take a look and send you a quote, that kind of thing. Um, but those blogs are, that's that's the whole thing. <laughs> it's like 90% yeah. of it is, posting those blogs and making sure that you're doing it consistently. Yeah. And I just started uh, posting blogs and running articles on LinkedIn. And, and we talked uh, off, uh, uh, off camera here about the power of LinkedIn. Uh, we interviewed uh, Brenda Miller, uh, who was a LinkedIn expert, and she talked about how profiles are for selling and posts are for telling. Can you talk about maybe some LinkedIn best practices and how uh, you can um, you know, elevate your profile? So I think that, I, so it's ironic, my last corporate job had a LinkedIn specialist come in and made us update all of our profiles to the same like <laughs> company description and job descriptions and how to contact us and all that stuff. And I didn't think too much of it at the time, but there is some, in that consistency, there's some um, value in that, you know, all of your employees have the same uh, business description, so to speak, mm -hmm. right? They have all of their, their um, services listed and it's an easy to find kind of thing. Um, the other thing about LinkedIn, just like with the blogs and social media, I look at LinkedIn like social media because technically it's still kind of, it's like the, to me, I say it's like the Facebook for business kind of thing, although yeah. it's very businessy now. Um, <laughs> updating it, making sure it's correct is really important, but then also engagement is big. So yeah. when I go on LinkedIn, I wind up liking a bunch of posts, I'm reposting things, I'm sharing things, um, and it's just constantly keeping my, my own activity up, right? But then if I'm posting constantly and I don't know how their algorithms work, I'm not a LinkedIn expert, but I notice that if I'm constantly posting or if I'm consistently posting, I should say, I get much better engagement when I then post something for myself. So if it's reposting and liking and I'm engaging and all the things, when I then go on and say, hey, I'm doing this webinar, guys, come check yeah. it out. 
it gets a lot more views, it gets a lot more engagement, um, and just has a lot more value to it. Uh, so I guess LinkedIn, I would say my best advice would be to optimize your profile just the same way that you should optimize your website and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure it's consistent. If you have employees, make sure that you're all on the same page, same company, yeah. you're clicked on the same, you know, so that's the other thing too. I know companies out there that have the same name. Sometimes the employees will choose the wrong one or there's no profile picture. There's no, um, you know, click through to the website. That company page is also important making sure that your contact information is there, making sure it's consistent you know, throughout, that it's not one phone number over here and one email address over there, that kind of stuff. Um, just clean it up and make sure that it's correct. <laughs> make sure it's right, but in all the places, which right. I know sounds overwhelming, but you really only have to do it a couple of times. So. Makes sense. You know, we talked about SEO website and LinkedIn. Uh, let's talk about Twitter next. <laughs> let's. I, I like your Twitter story and how you came uh, to come on to Twitter, and then you know we talk about tax Twitter. Like how you know what's. Let's talk about those things. I feel like my whole Twitter feed right now is tax Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> for Twitter, I actually so I didn't, and I yeah I said this offline, but Twitter my generation was kind of in between, right? Like we started with MySpace and then yeah. Facebook, and then Instagram was kind of an offshoot of that. I had avoided Twitter for the most part. Um, just personally, I was like, oh no, it's just, I'm, I have nothing to say in 140 characters yeah. and I don't know anyone on Twitter. And so I'm not getting involved. Um, but then I started going to conferences and everybody's, uh, slides would have their Twitter handle at the bottom. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. This is the thing I should probably look into this. Um, and so I signed up for Twitter for, it was totally booked NYC or totally booked NY. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized that I needed to create my own because I was not my company. And so um, I just started following a bunch of accountants and bookkeepers and companies like QuickBooks and um, apps that I was using, I would go on. And then we would do these things called Twitter chats. So you use like the same hashtag, you're all engaging in this conversation. And um, it was actually Kathy Iconis had QBO chat. Mm-hmm. And that's where I really actually, and still to this day, I'm still friends with a lot of the people that we used to do Twitter chats on. I mean, it's crazy, but that's yeah. actually where I started hanging out, so to speak, um, in that realm. Uh, And my goal, and I I don't say it often, but my goal was really to get the attention of some of the bigger, um, I guess, influencers in the space and companies in the space, like working with QuickBooks and um, looking into, like I said, public speaking, training, Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, So I just kind of spoke my mind. Like she would do some questions about, you know, best practices and stuff like that. And so I was all for automation and technology, and I just made sure to say all those things. Um, yeah. It helped me grow a following. Yeah. And uh, that's better, whole different story. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan. I follow it. I'm Thankfully, I don't file taxes, uh, so yeah. I'm not in the crunch that they are currently in. Uh, around this time of year, but I am still friends with some of them in real life, and I'm always happy to comment on their posts. When I, do <laughs> yeah. well, I try so. to I try to like as much as possible, give them yeah. positive reinforcement, even if it's yeah. even if it's negative stuff. Yeah, I hear I mean, you. I hear you. Just there, I mean, just the long hours and stuff that they're doing, yeah. and all the stuff that they kind of post when they're still working, and I'm like, oh my goodness, good, good for you guys. I, know, I, know. I have no intention of doing right <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah i have to have empathy for them though and, and speaking of empathy i know you just did a, a webinar with blake oliver yeah. talking about mastering sales 
through empathy to grow your practice. Yeah. Uh, we just had on a, a Dr. Moira Summers, who is a psychologist, um, executive coach, and she works with financial advisors to help them communicate better with clients on how to give advice that sticks. Um, can you kind of talk about maybe that webinar, what you learned there, and yeah. how we as advisors can, can better communicate uh, empathetically with our clients? Yeah, um, so I think a lot of times, and what we had kind of discussed in the webinar, is a lot of times accountants talk over their clients, so to speak, or at their clients, or mm -hmm. I should say prospective clients sometimes. Yeah. Um, a lot of, um, you know, accounting jargon, uh, they're using acronyms, things that are not necessarily, you know, widely understood, or may mean something else in, you know, the bigger world, so to speak. Um, and so... I, my thing has always been, and I learned it pretty early on when I started my business, was to be authentic and be myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know that I don't like when people do that to me in other industries. Yeah. Uh, when I speak to a service provider and they're just saying all the things that I don't understand and <laughs> it feels like they're trying to deliberately confuse me. And so I need their services. Um, it just makes me very uncomfortable. Uh, and so I don't do that. You know, I speak to clients, I, I laugh with them and, you know, I try and make sure that they understand that I'm, I'm not here to make them feel small or make them feel like they don't know what they're doing. They started a business because they know how to do this thing, whatever it yeah. was, this product or, you know, do this service. Um, they totally did not start a business so they could learn quickly. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's why they're hiring you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. So I'm not going to be like, oh, did you do this and connect that and do all the things? It's like, all right, no, we can figure that out together. Let's walk yeah. through this thing. Let's, you know, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. I want to figure it out with you. Let's do that. You know, so um, I would say it's just, I, I always go back to be authentic. And yeah. if I don't feel like anyone's authentic self is speaking in acronyms and making people feel bad. So, just try to understand what you would feel like in that situation. And that's pretty much what empathy is. Yeah. Right. Trying <laughs> to get to, to their, that. there. Yeah. Trying to put yourself in their shoes, right? What's their aptitude. You were that emotionally or, you know, where, where, where that as far as oh, yeah. understanding and understanding the terminology, like it's getting, putting yourself in, in their situation. I, and I know when we talked to um, Dr. Summers uh, this last week, she talked about how important the team is for that implementation. Um, can you kind of talk about your team there over at Totally Booked and, and how they can, uh, how they walk through clients and help them, you know, uh, get these tasks done and, and follow through? Yeah. Hi, I'm the onboarding implementation <laughs> team. Um, it's me. Uh, so, <laughs> so I have bookkeepers that I work with that do the day to day, but ultimately yeah, yeah. the initial call and the setup and connecting the apps and all the things that's still myself. Um, and so once they're set up, it's like a handoff to, okay, I've done all of the high level stuff. We're going to now do the bookkeeping and yeah. it totally works for us. And I'm totally fine with that. Um, but basically it's, it helps me build trust with that client also. Mm -hmm. So if it's connecting to their bank, if it's walking them through on a screen share, um, I, you know, someone asked me a couple of weeks ago, like, okay, so, and I thought it was really weird because it was like on a date and this guy's like, oh yeah, sell me on like your company or yourself. And I was like, what? What, <laughs> what do you mean? You know, and I was like, um. Well, you should have so actually awesome. asked him to pull up his books and then and right, you would like, see, um, see how much money he has. Books? But ultimately <laughs> your what bank account and let's, let's link quick, quick books. That would have been good. 
what it came down to was me basically saying like, well, yes, they're signing up for a bookkeeping service. What they're really signing up for, they're really buying is, yeah. is me, right? So like, it's my personality, it's my service, it's my expertise, it's the, um, you know, experience that I've had, it's, it's me. And so a lot of times that's why I'm, I really, really drill in on the being authentic part, because if I had done what I was told to do in the beginning by other practitioners, I would have probably a very different business if I was even still going to be in business. A lot of it was dress a certain way, um, cut your hair a certain way. Definitely never put color there. <laughs> um, definitely don't wear sweatshirts. That's not a lot, you know, stuff like that. And like I show up to my meetings in a QuickBooks t-shirt. Yeah. It's what I do. I walk around my coworking space in a QuickBooks t-shirt. Everyone should know that I do QuickBooks, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and so I took branding a little differently. Uh, but if I had continued on with the, you know, wear a suit and wear shoes instead yeah. of sneakers and all that stuff, I would be a very different person and it wouldn't feel as good as it does. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I th- uh, yeah you're totally right. And you've developed a great brand. And uh, we go back to talking about being authentic. And I always discuss this with Rob and our podcast about that brand, about being authentic and and having that due to to uh, helping you attract and retain talent. Like we talk about this, like how can you as a business, um, you know, be more authentic and build a brand where people want to work with you? Um, can you yeah. kind of talk about this? Cause I know it's a point, um, that everybody's bringing up. There's a massive shortage, uh, yeah. in, in the professions, um, um trying to get people, <laughs> yeah, trying to get people to work for you. Um, can you kind of dive into, you know, this or what ways you believe that we can change to attract and retain talent? I can only speak to like the stuff that I've done. And so I think a lot of it, or even companies that I've worked for or worked with, um, and I'm going to sound, I feel like I'm going to sound really young when I say this, but it's all about the vibe and the energy. Um, and so, and I mean that in the most professional sense, I promise, but if it's, (laughs) If you bring somebody on and you're upfront about what you do and don't have, you know, together, like you have it together, you don't, you're, you don't have a process for this. You're looking to create that. I think that the way that I've always, um, I guess, dealt with hiring or bringing on contractors is just being upfront with, Hey, this is what I'm looking to solve. This is what I'm trying to grow. This is where we want to go. And what do you have in mind? And so a lot of times, um, companies don't take into consideration what this person has going on or um, may want to grow into or may want to you know, change in the near future. Um, and I think during, I, I keep saying during COVID, but it's still out there, but we started to see <laughs> that yeah. people had other options, right? So they started to look at different things they wanted to do with their time, with their lives, what they wanted to um, explore. And I think that obviously created a big void for people being able to be hired uh, because people started following their dreams a little bit more, so to speak. Um, And so if you're able to find out what that person is into, what they want, where they want to go, how they want to grow, see if you can help them do those things. So Um, be more empathetic. (laughs) Yeah, be more empathetic. (laughs) But I think some of it's, you know, if they need to work from home a couple of days a week, they have kids or, I mean, my kid is my dog, but she's never alone for more than four hours. So, you know, that's Same with me and he's right there. Yeah. <laughs> I saw right walking around. He's right there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so you got it, right? So yeah. it's like different priorities, I think, are what started to surface. 
And so the traditional nine to five is not what's desired as much. The, um, the no room for growth thing is like a thing of the past, right? Yeah. If you're in a company that isn't looking to grow or doesn't have a place for you to grow into um, or create space for them to grow, then they're not as interested. You know, everyone talks about millennials and technology and where, you know, they want to be client facing and do all this other stuff, which I still believe is very true. But I think the overall image of companies and I guess what they're offering has changed. Generally speaking, it's not just millennials anymore. We all got a taste of, you know, working from home and using technology and changing our schedules and being able to work at night instead of during the day and whatever it might be. Um, Flexibility is a big one. You know, oh, I'm, I love that. I'm totally flexible as long as they get the work done between nine and five. (laughs) Yeah. That's not flexibility. flexibility. (laughs) I tell my clients like, yeah, you'll probably see me floating around somewhere around 10 PM because that's when I do some of my work, you know, like that's fine. Don't feel like you have to answer me, but flexibility. Yeah. So I think it goes back to what you can offer, but then also the biggest one I think is finding out what they're interested in. What are Mm. they looking to do? What are they looking to become? Can you help them get there? And then also be honest, if you can't, don't hire them on to then crash and burn a year or two in when they, you know, they're like, Hey, I really want to move up or move over or, you know, expand or whatever it might be. Um, and you really weren't able to offer that to begin with. Makes sense. Makes sense. And that's me and Rob, uh, uh, always talk about, um, you know, the model that we have is the family office model and providing, uh, firms out there an opportunity to diversify their services and increase revenue, um, and using a lot of these tech-enabled solutions to provide the clients with more holistic services, which will free up more time. <laughs> so they're not doing tax returns <laughs> under the gun during tax time. Um, so now, you know, you're being more holistic, uh, not only your services, but also when we talk about uh, holistic with your, um, with your culture at your work as well, and providing those things, work-life balance, right? That's important. Yeah. <laughs> so it's trying, to, it's trying to shift the profession, you know, and, and it's tough because, like, you know, many firms out there are dealing with these crazy hours and these. I think it was, um, I think it was Stacey Kildall that said it, and it was years ago, that there are no emergencies in bookkeeping. Yeah. You know, like payroll is probably the only one that is very time sensitive. And yeah. yes, it has to be done by a certain cutoff. But ultimately, there's no reason for you to feel like you have to wake up in the middle of the night and work on this thing or you know, drive your employees into the ground, making yeah, sure that yeah. they complete them. A lot of times we put deadlines on ourselves that the client isn't even concerned about. Yeah. So. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, cool. Uh, lastly, we're both going to be at Accounting Web. So we're yeah. going to meet in person. <laughs> yeah, Can you I'm talk excited. about what you'll be speaking um, to uh, the Accounting Web audience about? Um, yes. And I'm actually pulling up the agenda because I'm... <laughs> So I was, so full disclosure and edit, whatever you need to edit. I had applied for a bunch of different topics and then I'm actually on a panel um, with three other people. So we have a moderator, myself, Kelly Parks and Matthew May, who I haven't met yet. Um, But we are speaking about um, technology and branding. um, And I'm looking at for the exact title, branding, bonding and building your modern firm. So branding, my thing. Um, <laughs> and then yeah. building, you know, bonding and, and bonding and building. I can't speak all the details. <laughs> um, basically growing your firm, using branding to get there, uh, creating, I, I feel like 
putting your stamp on it is really what yeah. I would call branding, right? It's not, um, I think that it's not as difficult as some people think it is. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest part of it is consistency. Yeah. And that's probably the hardest part. I know I've gone through probably this is my third and final logo, but you know, I went through <laughs> logos some different colors. Um, well, do you I, remember your first logo? I remember, I remember my first company logo and just cool. stressing about it for a month. And I remember a mentor of mine was like, Rory, you're going to have a number of different logos. Just pick one. <laughs> um, it was, I created it like on Canva for sure. It was, you know, <laughs> cheapy. And then I finally uh, paid somebody to do a real logo. But yeah, I think I did 99 design. This was like uh, decades ago. <laughs> yeah, this was, it was pretty bad. If I remember correctly, somebody compared it to a cheeseburger. Oh no. Uh, yeah, it was not. Well, good. that might be good though. Cheeseburgers are good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but not really what you want people to think of when they're looking for an accounting firm. It was just like simple lines. Unless you're restaurant like niching. Unless you're, maybe your burger is your niche. I, I don't know. Burger yeah. joints. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't great. Okay. Um, and I recognized that it wasn't great. Uh, it was more like, and my company name was really long. I, I started with totally booked bookkeeping solutions yeah. rather than just totally booked. Uh, and as I learned, you know, easier ways to be more Google friendly and all that stuff, I learned dropping the, the long name was the way to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so stuff like that, it was more, um, I had to pick something and stick to it. And so yeah. I picked my brand colors, my logo, um, my font, even. I know that sounds crazy, but like I use the same font for all of my proposals and my website and all the things. Um, and Canva was actually a really big um, help with that. So in case you're not using Canva, I would say- Canva's great. Oh my God, it's amazing. Um, social posts, I use it for proposals sometimes. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I use it for a lot of things. Um, but it will let you import that font that you want to use if you want to do that. It'll let yeah. you, um, I mean, like my signature and my email is from Canva. Uh, probably some of the stuff on my website is from Canva. It's just super helpful and it's 12 bucks a month. Like, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, you can have a profile for your brand colors, like a brand kit, everything in there. Yep. It just makes it so much easier. So I'm a big fan. That was, I, I would totally say that was agree. probably a game changer. <laughs> game changer <laughs> all right uh kelly thank you so much this was fantastic i feel like we could just chat forever <laughs> yeah i know i'm a, i talk a lot sorry i'm like no, yeah it's I okay talk a lot. i love it <laughs> <laughs> um all right so uh just wrapping up here what's the best way uh for people getting contact you if they need oh. bookkeeping services if they need seo help what's the <laughs> the best way to reach you um, so totally booked.nyc is my website, uh, through there, like I said, you can click there and just make an appointment. Um, it links to totally SEO and everything else. And then it's totally dash SEO.com. If you're interested in SEO services, um, and on Etsy, our shop is called leading lady machine works. And so if you're looking for accounting, Oh, this is from our shop. Ah, cool. I like yeah. it. So if you are looking for accounting related merch, t-shirts, mugs, et cetera, find us on Etsy. I love it. Can we include family office stuff into that? Can, can you yeah, get we can. <laughs> so the, the other side of that, we've had a lot of custom orders come through. Yeah, um, yeah. We were fortunate enough for Christmas, QuickBooks had placed a big order. So we sent a bunch of custom boxes to some other accountants and bookkeepers on, on their behalf, which was fun. Um, so we've done custom merch with you know logos and depending fonts, branding, et cetera. 
um, gift boxes, stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I will list all this information in the show notes, uh, Kelly. And then I look forward to seeing you at the accounting web conference in May in San Diego. And hopefully we'll have you back on the show here in the future. Awesome. I'm excited. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. All opinions expressed by Rob Santos and Rory Henry on this website podcast interview are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Arrowroot Family Office LLC or their parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by anyone as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of their opinions. Past performance is not indicative of future results.